This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide. 620 CKRM is proud to be your voice for everything ag. Welcome to SaskAg Today with your host, Ryan Young. Hey, hey, good afternoon and welcome to SaskAg Today, live from Canadian Western Agribition. Brought to you by the Milligan Bio, leading buyer of heated and damaged canola in Saskatchewan, wants to buy your seed. Visit MilliganBio.com. Once again here, it is day two of Canadian Western Agribition here in Regina at Real District and got a couple of features related to the event. Uh, the other day I had the opportunity to speak with one of the high school students that was taking part in uh, cooking here at Agribition. They got a, a stall stall there set up to the right of us here at the broadcast booth. Uh, just kind of going over... Uh, his interest in cooking and why it's important. I also spoke with a nutritionist about that and how important it is as an essential skill. Also talked with a couple of people from Food and Farm Care Saskatchewan. They have a booth set up on the other side of the venue around the Viterra International Trade Center and what they're here for at Agribition. Elsewhere, we got Bill 234 once again, another organization uh, putting their voice into the many on the list uh, regarding the issue. And finally, we'll have the Wheat Growers announcing a couple of the mentees for their inaugural Young Farmer Mentorship Program. Farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. You're listening to SaskAg today on The Voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. This is SaskAg Today with 620 CKRM Ag News Director, Ryan Young. SaskAg today is brought to you by Johnston's Grain, your first and last stop for grain pricing and crop protection. And Farm Fresh Water, fix your water problems. Visit farmfreshwater.ca. It's day two of Canadian Western Agribition at Real District here in Regina. Lots going on today, including a two-day grain expo at the Queensbury Convention Centre. The finals of the Canadian horse pulls in the lightweight, middleweight and heavyweight classes at the Brandt Centre and the BFO Canadian Grand Prix featuring freestyle bullfighting. That's the main event tonight. Also at the Brand Center is the Chore Team Competition Finals with the top six teams battling it out for the title. It's also Bison Day at Agribition with various presentations on bison. Meanwhile, Food uh, Farm and Food Care Saskatchewan rather is one of the many farm groups hanging out at Agribition. Penny Eden is the managing director of stakeholder relations with the organization talked about why they're here farm and food care is super happy to be at agribition again this year we like to come out and talk with our members uh, people throughout the ag industry but also about the work that we do with consumers to answer questions about farming food and how we produce food in saskatchewan and it seems like one of those ways is uh, you have this uh, oculus vr headset kind of talk a little bit about that we do um, that's our most popular exhibit is we have our vr headsets that show inside the barn in a number of different kinds of farms across Canada so uh, we use something called farm food 360 and there's a series of about 17 different videos from everything from growing apples to wheat to canola to inside a chicken barn and lots of kids love to see what it's like inside a chicken barn that they never have the opportunity to go into I can imagine you've had a lot of kids check it out we have. There's lineups, so it's hard to make sure everyone gets a chance to get through, but it's all part of the fun at Agribition. Eden says they're also here to promote a new event they're putting on next year. 
One of the things we're talking about this week at AgriVision is our Open Farm Days project. And so this is new for farm and food care. What we're doing is trying to encourage people to come out to farms and actually experience it for themselves. So we're pretty excited about that whole project. The coordinator of Open Farm Days, Ashley Stone, says it's geared toward people in urban centers and will feature tours of farms around the province. It's going to be held across the province, um, specifically mainly towards uh, Saskatoon and Regina areas. It's our first year, um, but we're looking across the entire spectrum, whether it's a farmer's market, a market garden, a dairy producer, an egg producer, grain farms, anyone in the egg um, and culinary tourism space that might have interest in participating and telling their story, we're, we're open to that. So from wineries to grocery stores, we're kind of going to be hitting everyone in that spectrum. Stone says the goal is to educate residents about where their food comes from and what happens on the farm. She also says there is a demand for an event like this. Yeah, we've had tons of feedback really looking for products and experiences in the egg industry and people wanting to go and ride in a combine or go see cows, all of these experiences that we typically, um, people who grew up on farms, that's kind of their day-to-day -day life, um, but we're getting further and further away from that. So we're excited to be able to help make that connection again. And um, farmers are looking for kind of those new ways to tell their story. So being able to be a catalyst for that is really exciting. Similar programs exist in Atlantic Canada and Ontario. A website dedicated to the event is set to launch in February next year. The event itself is set for August 10th and 11th, 2024. You're listening to Sask Ag today on 620 CKRM. We're going to stick with the topic of agribition on the other side of the break. We're back with Sask Ag today with Ryan Young on 620 CKRM. Welcome back to the program. We're here at Canadian Western Agribition, and students from MC O'Neill Catholic High School in Regina's North End are showing off their cooking skills at Agribition. The school's nutritionist, Lisa George, says it's part of a working relationship they have with the Saskatchewan Cattlemen's Association. We developed a relationship with Leanne from the Saskatchewan Cattlemen's Association and she's invited us a few years in a row now to come and bring a group of students to cook. And we, of course, we cook beef for the Saskatchewan Cattlemen's. And today we have chose to cook hamburger. We use hamburger and we're cooking Korean beef tacos. So we've got the students serving, cooking and serving Korean beef tacos behind me. She adds it's also part of a cooking competition between Regina schools that the SCA has put together over the last five years, except for this year. George says cooking is an essential skill that every kid should learn. Well, it's also, who are we teaching to, you know, it's the youth that we're teaching to. We need to teach these kids how to eat better, how to cook this food, how to make their money go farther. Because, you know, I mean, that's the big thing in the news right now is how, how expensive groceries are. So if we can teach kids how to stretch their dollars and do it tasty, they're going to do it. Quinton Pambrun, a grade 12 student from MC O'Neill, says cooking has always been an interest in his life. I always cooked with my mother at a very young age, so it kind of piqued interest with me. And when I enrolled into high school, my older brother was also in the food program. So I also enrolled to kind of carry the torch, I guess. And I like making foods for everyone to try. Lisa was asked what they're cooking for this week. 
Well, it's aggravation, so at school we're going to do a few things with, you know, with we'll be having cowboy spaghetti, we'll be serving that for lunch. I'm busy here this, this Monday and Tuesday, but we'll we'll get some good things going for Wednesday and Thursday, and we're celebrating aggravation at our school. I hope you're celebrating it where you are. They were set up at the corner here to my right here at the Affinity Plex at Real District. And you're listening to Sask Ag Today on 620 CKRM. We're going to take a little bit of a break from Agribition here, but coming up on the other side of the break is today's Ag Review with Doug Falconer. You're tuned in to Sask Ag Today on your voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. Today's Ag Review with Doug Falconer of GX94 is brought to you by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamps Integra Tire in Grenfell, your locally owned Integra Tire dealers. And My Grain Exchange, ready to market your 2023 crop, head over to MyGrainExchange.com and try their low-risk grain auctions. The large managed money short position in canola futures dipped slightly during the week ended November 14th as speculators bought back some of their bearish bets. That's according to the latest Commitments of Traders report from the U.S. Commodity Futures Trading Commission. As of November 14th, the net managed money short position in canola futures came in at 98,129, a decrease of about 4,750 from the previous week. Open interest in the canola market came in at 278,586 contracts, which was up by 3,151 on the week. At the Chicago Board of Trade, Fund traders added 24,000 contracts to their net long positions in soybeans, taking it to roughly 95,300 contracts. Farmer's Edge majority shareholder is looking to buy the remaining shares of the digital agriculture company for a small fraction of the value of the company when it went public less than three years ago. Fairfax Financial Holdings, which holds a 61% stake in Farmer's Edge, has made a non-binding offer to purchase the remaining shares at $0.25 cents Canadian apiece, nearly a 99% drop from the $17 per share price at the company's initial public offering in March of 2021. The Farmer's Edge Board has formed a special committee to evaluate the offer and explore potential alternatives, including keeping the status quo. The company says it doesn't expect to make any further public comments unless this committee approves a specific action. Farmer's Edge was founded as an agronomic service business in Pilot Mound, Manitoba in 2005 and grew into a multinational digital agriculture company providing sensor technology aimed at helping farmers make decisions on more than 20 million acres of farmland in more than half a dozen countries. Farmers Edge announced a third-quarter loss of $17.9 million earlier this month, down from a $21.1 million net loss during the same quarter last year. A new report for the Canadian Agri-Food Policy Institute seeks to educate policymakers about the impact of animal agriculture on economic, social and environmental levels. The report delves into the issues surrounding cattle, dairy and poultry production in the country and how it's interconnected within various factors in day-to-day life of residents. Al Mussel, their director of research, says animal agriculture is extremely important in Canada. 
He says it's extremely important from an economic growth perspective, but it's particularly important regionally in rural areas that otherwise would not have the same levels of employment and levels of income in local communities. It's also an industry that's built on using farming byproducts to increase the value of animals. The report also highlights that Canada has some of the lowest CO2 emissions from the production of pork and beef, outclassing Western Europe, South America and Australia. Funding is now available for agriculture operations in PEI that are still dealing with rebuilding costs following post-tropical storm Fiona last fall. The Prince Edward Island Agriculture Fiona Recovery Fund is open to agricultural operations that experienced significant infrastructure damage on insured assets and were not able to fully rebuild through previous disaster relief programs. The program is available through an $8.5 million investment from Ottawa through the Atlantic Canadian Opportunities Agency. It will be administered by the PEI Department of Agriculture. Crop production products maker FMC Corporation has launched a strategic review of its non-core assets, including a potential sale of its non-crop business. A slowdown in demand for herbicide and pesticides, as well as excess inventories, had resulted in large destocking in South America, denting the U.S.-based company's earnings for much of the year. The company also provided its preliminary 2024 revenue forecast last Thursday. FMC expects revenue in the range of $4.65 billion to $4.85 billion U.S., compared with analysts' estimate of $4.7 billion, according to data. FMC expects 2026 revenue between $5.5 billion and $6 billion U.S. And that's today's Ag Review. I'm Doug Falcon. It's your Saskag Today weather on your voice of Saskatchewan. 620 CKRM. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866. And Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary, or visit mooshawtruckshop.com. Today, we're looking at a partly cloudy sky with winds from the south at 20 gusting to 40 kilometers an hour. I have 4 degrees for today. With the wind chill, it's going to bring that down to about minus 9. Tonight, a few clouds with increasing cloudiness before uh, the next morning. Southwest wind at 20 gusting to 40 kilometers an hour, then becoming light at 20 to 40 overnight and coming from the northwest low minus three. Tomorrow mainly cloudy, winds from the north at 20, temperatures steady near minus three, wind chill near minus 13, tomorrow's low is minus 17 degrees. Now on Thursday, sunshine high of minus 11, the low minus 21, pretty straightforward. Friday, sunshine high of minus nine, low minus 17. Saturday, part the cloudy, minus three is the high, looking at a low of minus nine. Sunday, sunshine high of minus one, low minus 10. And Monday, part the cloudy, and a high of minus 2 degrees. Normal highs for the period are around minus 4, normal lows minus 14. Sun rose at around 8.22 this morning, and the sun will set at 6 minutes after 5 o'clock. Taking a look around the province, a little bit all over the place, depending on where you are. In Esteban, it's 0, swift current 5 degrees. Saskatoon and Yorkton are at minus 2, minus 1 in Weyburn. 
The warm spot in Saskatchewan is down in Maple Creek at 9.1 degrees. Cool spot in Key Lake at minus 11. In Regina, looking like a mostly cloudy sky. Winds from the south-southeast at 22 kilometers an hour. Humidity at 48%. Temperature minus 1 or 30 Fahrenheit. Barometric pressure at 102.6 and falling. Down the road in Moose Jaw, also mostly cloudy. Winds from the southeast at 15. Temperature 3 degrees. Again in Regina, mostly cloudy. South-southeast wind at 22. Temperature minus 1. Back in a moment. Catch up with all your ag news anytime at saskagtoday.com. Now, back to Saskag Today with Ryan Young on 620 CKRM. This portion of Saskag Today is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers, where you're guaranteed the best buying and selling experience. McDougalAuction.com. The Yorkton Chamber of Commerce has joined the chorus of organizations urging the Senate to pass Bill C-234. Chamber Executive Director Juanita Pelegi says they've sent letters to Ottawa to push their case. Bill C-234, which is the act to amend the, the charging the carbon tax on farm fuels used to cool and heat barns and greenhouses and and uh, dry grain, is held up in the Senate. And um, the Yurton Chamber felt that it's it's time for the Senate to, to look at this uh, act and, and pass it as it's already passed in the House of Commons. She says one letter was sent to the entire Senate. We uh, urge them to, to pass that uh, act, of course. And then we also sent a, a letter to the um, senators from Saskatchewan and, and urged them to indicate to their fellow senators just how important this act is to the economy of Yorkton and ultimately all of, all of Canada. Pelegi notes the federal carbon tax is hurting the local economy. Well, that's right. The The carbon taxes is just that. It's a tax that takes money right out of the farmers and ranchers' pockets. And when that happens, then they're not able to spend that in turn at the local businesses. So it's very concerning. She believes the federal carbon tax has also led to higher food prices. Well, very, very likely. And, of course, the thing is, there's, there's just really no low-cost alternatives to using fossil fuels at this time to, to undergo all those activities, such as drying grains. So um, it's really a punitive tax on an essential service. And Pleggy knows the Yorkton Chamber is one of many groups calling for Bill C-234 to be passed. There's support all across the country. I know that the Canadian Chamber has submitted a letter. I know the Saskatchewan Chamber is submitting a letter. Uh, of course, Premier Mo submitted one on November 14th. So, you know, th th this is really becoming critical, Doug. Juanita Pelegi is the Executive Director of the Yorkton Chamber of Commerce. You're listening to Saskag Today on the Voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. We're here live from Canadian Western Agribition, Day 2 today. Coming up next, we have a feature on the wheat growers and their first two mentees of their Young Farmer Mentorship Program. Stay tuned. We'll be back right after this. You're tuned in to Saskag Today on your voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. 
This segment of SaskAg Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered, tough equipment on the market. And Arcola Building Supplies, small town lumber yard, big on service. ArcolaBuildingSupplies.com. Two farmers have been chosen as the first two mentees of the Wheat Growers Young Farmer Mentorship Program. Carly Bodich and Bart Mayan were selected out of 11 applicants and will attend the Grow Canada Conference in Calgary later this month to meet with wheat growers, directors and other agriculture policymakers. Treasurer of the wheat growers, Caitlin Kitsan, says it was tough to select two as all of the applicants were strong candidates. Our committee really, really struggled um, to narrow it down to shortlist. We ended up having to do some interviews, and we still really challenged because we would have liked to take all 11. However, just due to funding, we were only able to select two this year. Funding for the program comes from a sponsorship with Canadian Pacific Kansas City Rail. They cover the mentee and administration costs related to the program. Kitsan explained how Bodich and Mayan stood out from the rest of the pack. The first one is Carly Bodich. She is based in Saskatchewan here. She's very involved in the community. She comes from a grain farm and um, actually is a rodeoer. Just her eagerness to get involved, be flexible, commit to the program, because there is quite a few dates that we ask that they attend certain events and meetings. Just, I think, her leadership skills, and we felt like she was ready to kind of take that next step and get more involved in egg policy. The other one is Bart, and he's from southern Alberta. Alberta has always been an area we want to expand our association more into. He also comes from an irrigated crop operation, and we don't have really anybody on our board with that irrigation experience. So hoping that he brings some of that perspective. Also just very eager to get involved, um, committed to the program. The Grow Canada Conference is happening next Tuesday, and Kitsan described the next steps for the mentees. The first kind of part of the program will be meeting the board at Grow Canada. It's a big kind of grains conference that happens every year. It switches between Calgary and Ottawa. This year it is in Calgary. So we'll be meeting them kind of November 28th to the 30th there. It'll be kind of their first experience to meet the board, um, network with other industry professionals and kind of get their feet wet. Um, after November, December will be pretty quiet. And then January, we have our Wheat Growers Convention in Regina, so they'll get to participate in our convention, meet more of our members, get to interact more with our directors. They'll have the opportunity to connect with CPKC as they are sponsoring the program, so they'll get to talk to some senior executives, participate in our board meetings, our committees. Um, but it's really just kind of being there for support. We'll be doing provincial lobby days in Alberta and Saskatchewan, so Carly will get to come to our, you know, Saskatchewan lobby days, and that's one thing on her application that she's, like, most excited about is getting some more lobbying experience. And then when we do the R1 in Alberta, Bart will get to participate. I think for Bart, you know, he's really interested in growing his network across Western Canada. He has been, you know, he's got a great network in southern Alberta, but looking to kind of expand that. She is grateful for CPKC's support and hopes to grow the program. She also hopes Bodich and Mayan stay involved with ag policy and maybe one day become directors with the Wheat Growers.
You're listening to Saskag today on the Voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. We're here live at Agribition. Coming up next is today's market update. Here's the market update with Ryan Young on 620 CKRM. The market update is brought to you by Nelson GM and Assiniboia and Avonlea. Looking for the perfect vehicle? They'll find a match that exactly fits your agriculture lifestyle. Proudly serving southern Saskatchewan for over 60 years. Grain prices at Viterra were mixed in early trading today. Canola is up $5.90 at 6.73.12. Flax is down $20 to 6.2104. Yellow peas is down $5.51 at 3.76.19. Number one red spring wheat is up 68 cents at 325.95. The rest were unchanged. Durham at 473.72. Feed barley 262.58. Chickpeas 1212.53. Flax, rather, lentils 777.50. Oats 296.32. And feed wheat 235.46. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange, hard red spring wheat for December is up two and a half cents, seven dollars and nine three quarter cents a bushel. Coming up next is today's Livestock Report. The Saskag Today Livestock Reports on your voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. The Livestock Quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn Livestock 842-4574. Now here are the latest Livestock Quotes. This is the market report for the Weyburn Livestock Exchange for the week of November 21st. Our last regular sale was on November 8th. D1 and D2 cows sold from $1.24 to $1.39. D3 cows sold from $1.04 to $1.24. Counter cows sold from $0.80 cents to $1.00. Heiferet sold from $2.10 to $2.39. And good butcher bulls sold from $1.40 to $1.50. We had a pre-sorted calf sale here on Monday. 300 to 400 pound steers averaged $4.42 and sold up to $4.71. 400 to 450 pound steers average four dollars and 27 cents and sold up to four dollars and 57 cents 450 to 500 pound steers average four dollars and eight cents and sold up to four dollars and 57 cents 500 to 550 pound steers average three dollars and 90 cents and sold up to four dollars and 18 cents 550 to 600 pound steers average three dollars and 69 cents and sold up to three dollars and 92 cents 600 to 650 pound steers average three dollars and 49 it sold up to three dollars and seventy-nine cents. Six fifty to seven hundred pound steers averaged three dollars and thirty-two cents, and sold up to three dollars and sixty-six cents. Heifers were sixty-five to eighty cents back from the steers. Some of the highlights from the sale were a load of four hundred and thirty-pound tan steers at four dollars and fifty-seven cents a pound, a load of five hundred-pound tan steers at four dollars and eighteen cents a pound, a group of five hundred and fifty-pound tan steers at three dollars and ninety-two cents a pound, a group of six. 600-pound tan steers at $3.79 a pound, a group of 650-pound black steers at $3.59 a pound, and a group of 700-pound exotic steers at $3.32 a pound. This has been Stephanie Jag reporting for the Waver Livestock Exchange, the market that gets cattle and the prices too. The latest pork prices are at $185.53 per CKG. Coming up, the Resource Report. The Saskag Today Resource Reports on 620 CKRM. Here's Ryan Young. Time now for the Resource Report. Canada's annual inflation rate slowed to 3.1% in October. 
Statistics Canada says the year-over-year rate was down from 3.8% in September. The drop came as price drivers paid for gasoline in the month fell nearly 8% from a year earlier, compared with 7.5% increase in September. Grocery prices continue to rise faster than overall inflation, up 5.4% last month. But Stats Canada says the pace of increases continued to slow. Turning over to the markets now, the TSX is down 88 points at 20,157. The Dow is down 63 points to 35,087. Oil is down 44 cents at $77.39 per barrel. And the Canadian dollar is at 73 cents U.S. And that's the resource report. If you missed any segment of the show, you can tune in to the on-demand SaskAg Today podcast, brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. And that's going to do it for Tuesday's edition of SaskAg Today from Canadian Western Agribition. I'm Ryan Young. Have a nice day. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide.